sex. Are we allowed to say sex in church? Okay. Um, so <laughs> we're going to kind of with this first point, I kind of want to talk about, and this is, I know this is a super exciting to talk about. Um, why do believers get sick? Oh, awesome. Let's, everybody, let's take a laugh on that. You guys want to? No. We're going to talk about sometimes why believers get sick. Is that okay? Anybody want to know? Don't say no. You say yes. Okay. So tonight we're going to look at man's side. And man's side, our job, in order for us to maintain our health, maintain uh, or, or, or to be able to walk in healing, we have to be a doer. So man's side is to be a doer. You know, I've heard some people say it like this before. Like they just think they can kind of sit around and do what they want, date who they want, snap who they want watch any kind of thing they want, talk how they want, and just say, God bless it. God will take care of it, right? Okay, thank you. Come on, Amen Corner. That's right. Step it up. Some people have that attitude. I can live how I want, or, you know, I'm young right now. I don't really have to try to figure out what God's called me to do. I'll just, I'll figure it out later. And they just expect God to bless that. God bless it. Make this thing work. I'm going to live how I want, but make it work. But there's, a, there's our side. We have to be doers. So, Let's look at James 1, 22 through 25 out of the New Living Translation, God's chosen translation. Although, the Passion Translation has been very near and dear to me for a while now. So, kind of in a close second. Do you have a little puppy dog on the front row? Wow. What's his name? You don't have a name? George. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad. Okay. We're going to look at James 1, 22 through 25. Listen. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only, you can leave this here. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. That's like that person I was talking about. Hey, God will heal me. No big deal. I can act how I want. I can be mad at that person and be bitter towards them and not forgive them. I'll still stay healed. Now, look, before I say any of this tonight, we're not striving and fighting and clawing our way just in trying to work to achieve health. I, I don't, that's, that's not the gospel. But there is a side that we have to play. There is some work that we need to do. Not that we're like always struggling. Oh, it's almost there. I'm almost, I'm almost at a point in my life where I'm almost getting it. No, God has grace. God has lots of grace and mercy on us every day when we do that same dumb thing that we did yesterday. And then two years ago, we did the same thing. Or we've not stopped doing that thing yet. God has a lot of grace and mercy on us. And thank God that he does because we'd all be toast without it. But we have a part to play. So it says that we can... Um, Let's see. It says, you're only fooling yourselves. Next verse. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like gl glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then, this part right here, then God will bless you for doing it. Anybody like to be blessed? Come on. So we see that by being a doer of God's word, ultimately we will be blessed from it. So the way I kind of see it is God's word, being a doer, equals blessing, right? Does that make sense? That's, that's what he said. If, he said if we um, do what he says to do, we'll be blessed from it. You know, when it says that, you know, uh, for if you listen and listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. What that means is when we open the Bible and we look into the Bible, we are reflecting our creator. God made us in the image of him. When we read the Bible, this is God saying, all these things in here, that's you. So we're look, looking in the Bible is like looking at ourselves, right? But sometimes we can be hearers 
So who's been to some church services in their life? Anybody? I've been to a few, and I think the large majority of you have been here a lot longer than I have. But <clears throat> I'm kind of tired of coming to church, hearing something, and then never doing anything about it. Does anybody ever feel like that? Yes. Amen. A lot of times we come in here, we're like, awesome, Angie. I've heard about healing my whole life. Well, with that attitude, you need to continue to hear about it because there's something that you haven't, re haven't heard yet that's really clicked with you yet. And by looking at that, or, or like when we hear these messages, we just hear them, we hear them, we hear them. But when are you going to start doing it, though? You know what I'm saying? There comes a point to where you have to start being a doer, you know? So what can cause a person, hey, will you open this for me? Thank you, young man. What can cause a person to not live healthy and whole? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell. Thank you. You're the best. Excuse me. Cheers. What can cause a person to not live healthy and whole? So I know this is an awesome fact about me, but I used to chew tobacco <laughs> quite a bit. It was really stupid. I looked like a giant idiot doing it. I did it for a handful of years while I was in the Army. Some of you are thinking like, oh, shoot, I chew tobacco. And you're like sliding down your seat right now. Okay, not you? All right. But I used to do that. It was really dumb, really gross. I looked dumb doing it. And I think it's kind of fun to tell for myself. I'm not happy that I did it, but here's the thing. On that can of chewing tobacco, it says, this product may cause mouth cancer. And I can't tell you how many times in those five years while I did that, I saw that label. Saw it, kind of got nervous about it a little bit, and then just quickly, whatever, put it in my pocket, forgot about it. I did that a bunch. So talking about being a doer of God's word, I started coming to this church, um, and I started hearing these messages about healing. God wants you to live healthy and whole. When he went to the cross, he took sickness and disease from you so you can live healthy and whole. And I'd kind of heard that a little bit growing up, but I was like, hmm, this is new. So I didn't understand yet about the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me yet, but I started, every time I started chewing after that, that this product may cause mouth cancer really started standing out to me. It was like it was glowing on the can. I was like, hmm. So that I realized the longer I heard messages about healing and the more I chewed, the worse I felt about doing it. I started thinking, you know what? Here I am, not demanding, but saying, Lord, healing's mine. You promised it to me, but I'm still going to put this in my mouth, right? Like, hey, Lord, uh, healing's mine, but I'm still going to snap that guy or girl inappropriate pictures of myself. I know healing's mine, but I'm still really ticked at that person, that thing that, that thing they did to me last week, and I'm not going to forgive them about it. I'm not trying to put the fear of God into you, and I don't want to... I don't want you to think, uh, oh, gosh, I'm so afraid. I better do something or I'm going to get sick. I'm not saying that. Hey, I mean, if that gets you to the point, then, hey, it gets you to the point of it. But we need to realize that we have a side. It's not just up to God. God's already done everything he's going to do for us when it comes to healing. He's provided that for us, and it's up to us to figure out what to adjust in our lives to get there and to stay there, right, so that we can continue to walk in it. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter 5.8 out of the New Living Translation. It says, stay alert and watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. I like it says, I've heard this before. I didn't coin this. Someone else did. It says like a roaring lion. It doesn't say he prowls around because he is a roaring lion. It says like. Just goes to show you that he's got a lot of bark and, you know, can't really back it up. So. Uh, it says he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
So let's not give him an opportunity, right? Let's not give him the chance to find us tripping, uh, doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. Let's not, find, let, let's not let him find us in unforgiveness. Let's not let him find us doing things on the internet that we shouldn't be doing. Everybody say amen to that one. So along this point, you know, with what we're talking about, sin opens the door to the enemy. It does. And God has provided healing and health for us, a long life, a satisfying life, a blessed life. But when you open the door and you want to, hey, I want to go over there, and you open that door up and go into it, and you know there's things in there you shouldn't be doing, the enemy just walks right on in, comes in and closes that door, and he makes himself right at home because you've let him. I've done it. We've all done it. So here, let me, let me get somebody to help me real quick. Let's see, who, who looks like they're uh, really, who looks like they're very godly tonight? Who wants it? McBroom, will you be God for me? I got you an umbrella because it's raining in here. Here, open that up. It'll be really loud in the microphone if I do. So, everybody, this is God. Can we give it up for God? Isn't he awesome? He looks like Jesus with the long hair. He just, maybe a beard. I actually don't know if that's scriptural or not, but okay. Give me a second. Okay, now who wants to be, okay, well, who's okay with maybe getting just a little bit wet? Just a little bit. Guy or girl? Come on. Now, this is a daughter of God right here, okay? Hey, come stand under this nice umbrella with God, and he's going to take good care of you underneath here, okay? All right, hey, bring this down just a little bit. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so living in a relationship with God is kind of like living underneath an umbrella. It doesn't mean that storms of life don't come to us. But it's really good to be with dad, right? It feels safe. It feels right. And the Bible says that he has a hand of protection over top of us, kind of like this umbrella. So here's, let's just say, I'll have to uh, for, uh, ask for forgiveness later. But let's just say this is like the, no, you ready? Okay. Maybe step back just a tiny bit. Let's just say this is a storm of life. Let's say the, en the enemy really hates you. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get her with some cancer. Watch this. Watch no, nothing? Did it get you? Okay. So I'm, all, I'm just going to hit her. You know, the, the flu's going around. Let's just give, you, let's give her some flu. No flu? Okay. Oh, you hate that person. So let's, let's uh, well, actually, don't hit him yet. But let's get this person in unforgiveness. Let's make them really bitter towards somebody. No, it didn't work. Underneath God's umbrella is a lot of safety, right? Is a lot of protection. Underneath this umbrella, you can stay healthy. You can stay whole. But let's say that you really get mad at this destiny right here, like super mad because she wore your socks and you said, listen, those are my socks, and I've been looking for those for like three weeks, right? So you get mad at her and you decide to step out, right? Come on over here. Okay, so you're mad, and sometimes when we get upset, that leaves a door open, so we kind of step out from God's protection. It's not that he, God's still here. He's still here. He wants you to stay here with him, but you stepped out, right? He didn't make you go. The enemy didn't make you go, but the enemy enticed you. Oh, stole my socks. I'm ticked at that person. I'll never forgive her. So, so then a storm of life comes, and it just starts with maybe just like a common cold, just, just a little tiny bit. Oh, wow, okay. That was that hit you? It did hit you. I mean, it'd be nice if you are under that umbrella still, wouldn't it? But so uh, a lot of bad things happen. Uh, uh, something really bad happens in your family, and, and, and then this happens. Oh, 
That looks really cold. Is that cold? I made sure this was in the freezer before I got it out. Just kidding. So, hey, go ahead and step back underneath here. No, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So you decide to forgive her because you love her so much. You say, you know what? Me staying healthy and whole, me walking in, in, in divine healing is more important than being mad at her for stealing my socks and hasn't given them back for three weeks. So then more stuff comes along, and guess what? You're covered and you're protected, right? Come on, hey, give it up for these two awesome people. You did awesome, daughter of God. You did awesome, God. Hey, thank you for your help. <laughs> so let's look at this. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 7.1 out of the New Living Translation. Thank you, sir. I bet God would dress like you. 2 Corinthians 7.1 out of the New Living Translation. <laughs> okay, it says, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. You know, kind of with, with that example, um, when talking about cleansing ourselves, when she chose to forgive, she says, you know what, my health me being healthy is more important than me being upset. She just decided to cleanse herself and come back to the Father. And I think all of us have been there, and, and maybe even tonight you might be there tonight, and, and you want God to, to cleanse you and, and to, so you can be more holy. So you don't have to be afraid that, you know, leaving a door open to the enemy could hurt you. So we're going to get to that here in just a minute. But the Passion Translation, I want to read this also of the Passion. It was so good when I read it, but I, I, I wanted to stay with the New Living. But check this out in the Passion. It says... Beloved ones, with promises like these, and because our deepest respect and worship of God, not because we're scared of God, the Bible says to fear God, but it's not like, oh my gosh, God, but it, it's, hey, we love you, we worship you, we respect you. So it says, and because of our deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates body and spirit, and continue to complete the development of holiness within us. This is saying that if there's stuff in our life that's drawing us out, stuff in our life that's tempting us, stuff in our life that's cause, causing us to leave a door open to the devil. We're talking about why believers get sick sometimes. If we continue to get these things out of our lives, we can stay in a healthy lifestyle. We won't, you know. Now listen, there's been times though, let me just say this. There's been plenty of times though when somebody I greatly respect, leaders in the church, not even in the church, just my Christian friends out anywhere, I've seen them, and I feel like they're taking ground for God all the time. They're doing awesome things, but then they might get sick. Now, we don't put, I know, well, sometimes we can, but we don't put leaders on a pedestal. We don't think because they're up there, they must be perfect. That's not the case. But we do realize that when you're leading and when you're taking territory for God and when you're leading a group of young people, when you're leading a church or you're leading a life group, Sometimes you can have a big target on your back. It makes sense. Like, okay, so when I was in the army, the enemy always, say, say he's up there on that hill way over here. We're down here in our base. The enemy's always focused on where's the leader at. So we walk around base. We salute the people who are in charge. Just like we salute our pastors. We tell them we love them. But they, we salute the leaders in charge. They're watching for that lower-ranking guy to do that, to find out where the leader is. And all of a sudden up there, boom, hits him. So that's why leaders have a big target on their back because the enemy knows if he can take out the leader, right? If he can take out the leader, then the people following that leader, they might get a little scattered. Does that make sense? So I think it's super important um, for us to pray for our pastors, uh, pray for your life group leaders, pray for the staff of this church. Um, 
anybody, and, and pray for each other because all of us are leading to a, a, to a level, right? Are, are, are we all leading to a different level? So let's, uh, let's look at this, this second part. Where I, talk, I, I talked about man's side, which is uh, being a doer. But let's look at the enemy's side. The enemy's side is to steal, kill, and destroy. And look, I hate the devil. I don't like anything about him. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this point because I don't think he deserves it. He deserves to be found out because he is found out. But this is kind of a shorter point. So we're going to look at John 10.10 out of the New Living Translation. A lot of us know this scripture, but if you don't, it's really good. Let's, Let's see what it says. It says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's a promise right there. Last week we talked about God's promise. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. But listen, we're talking about the enemy's side, his side right there. It doesn't say anything but this, his purpose. His purpose, his number one objective, his mission in life is to steal, kill, and destroy you. To steal, kill, or destroy your calling. To steal, kill, or destroy the vision of this church, right? He does everything he can. He throws everything at you, right? You know, the enemy, he hates you a lot. He doesn't like you. Uh, he doesn't like the way you worship. Destiny, he doesn't like the way you worship. I like the way you worship because I think you do an awesome job at it. But he doesn't, like, <laughs> he doesn't like when we worship. He doesn't like when we pray. doesn't like when we uh, read our Bible. He doesn't like when uh, we choose, you know what, I'm going to forgive that person. He doesn't like that. You know, he really just doesn't like your face in general. Just, just doesn't like you. doesn't like your face. Because, you know, when God sees us, he sees a giant heart emoji. But when the enemy sees us, he sees a giant poop emoji. So hopefully I'm going to be allowed to come back after putting poop emoji up in the church on the big screen. But the enemy doesn't like you. Look, this is not a doom and gloom message. It's a known fact. If you have an enemy, that means that person doesn't like you. So he's going to do everything he can to steal, kill, or destroy anything in your life, right? So it's our job to not give him any chances, right? We need to keep those doors locked up tight. We need to be focused on studying God's word, right? Spending time in fellowship with right friends that are going to help us in life, that are going to encourage uh, the thing that God has called you to do, right? Let's look at one more time at 2 Corinthians 7, 1 out of the Passion Translation. And I want to pray for some people. We get a couple of those lights off, please, in the back. I want to pray for some people tonight. I love it the way the Passion Translation said it. said, Beloved ones, with promises like these and because of our deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates body and spirit. And tonight I want to focus on that. If, any, if people are honest in here tonight, would, would everybody agree that there might be something, at least one thing in our life that's contaminating us? Would anybody agree with that? Anybody bold enough to raise their hand and say, I'm that one, I'm not, I'm not too big or too awesome to say I don't maybe have an issue that I, that, uh, I can't fix by myself because I need Jesus to help me? Awesome. Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. And I'm being serious. That was not a joke. So I want to pray for people tonight. It says we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates body and spirit. Listen, we have a mission to do here on earth. God has called each and every one of us, and in order to do that, we need our body to be healthy and whole. Amen? I mean, doing what God's called you to do, sick and busted up all the time, um, a whole lot doesn't get done. Look, I was, I was sick recently. I'm not talking about 
I'm, I'm talking about if you, if you live a lifestyle of always being sick and, and things like that. God needs you to be healthy and whole, but we have to be doers, and we have to get rid of those things out of our life that are contaminating us. Come on. Does anybody want that tonight? Hey, go ahead and stand up with me real quick. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to lay hands on anybody tonight that would be honest and say, I have something in my life right now that's contaminating.